Welcome back to Life and Pinstripes. This is episode number 21, brought to you by... Paul O'Neill! <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. You're that. right, you're I, right. I, I thought you... We're doing this. This is the intro. Ladies and gents, he always does the intro, and he blessed me with the opportunity to do the intro, and this is what happens. I tell him off camera, as soon as I say episode 21, yell, Paul O'Neill! And here we are. Well, for a second, we were talking about how your water bottle and the coffee was in the picture. So yeah, I thought like, we were doing a little sponsorship. I was like, that. we can't, we can't. You don't know what kind it is. The label's turned. But so anyway, let's get a restart. But this is going to be on the camera. Ready? Oh, absolutely. Welcome back to Life and Pinstripes. Take two. I am TJ Stolzenberg. And I am James Yevon. And this is episode number 21. Paul O'Neill. <laughs> that one went way better. Yeah. Listen, folks. I gotta tell you. There's a reason why I look like a goober right now. And there's a reason why I also look like a goober right now. We're feeling it. Things have happened. Some real life things. Some personal life things. Some bleep things. Uh, yeah. And you know what? We love this podcast. We love to do it because one of two things always happens. One, we get to talk about our bleep. We get to figure it out together. We get to ask you, the audience, real questions and just kind of figure it out. And two, we then thusly realize we've released said energy. At least it's no longer within us. But this episode, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is heavy. It's going to be as rough as sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well said, bud. Because there's two different reasons, two different paths why we're here today. Both of us come with a very similar energy. Mm-hmm. In my path, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm not going to say the details, but I made a mistake. In life, I made a bad mistake. Not one that can't be fixed or perhaps strengthened over time, but I messed up. What about you? I ended a relationship. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of rough as sandpaper, so no longer on the dark side anymore. Well, supposedly we're supposed to be on the light, and I'm not seeing any friggin' light. Yeah, let's get the glasses on. Whatever, just keep it going. We kind of look like the Blues Brothers, so I'm not going to lie. I feel like a soul man right now. This is what we're coming with. We just, we, we're going to be real. Week in, week out, we come here. We talk sports with you. We talk life with you. We talk James's dating life. We talk my random things I, that happen. I think it's funny how we were so positive a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and now it literally just went and it's like we, back to square. We, as Yankee fans, have positive things to love about what's going on right now. Oh, we yeah. will get into that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we're going, we're going with some real stuff first. And as we've heard a lot of ups and downs in James's uh, dating history, uh, this one it took one to the downside. We are, we are down. But James, as a good man, he's real, he's honest. He came to me mm-hmm. and... Uh, I totally did not respond for like four days, and I'm sorry for that. Yep, it's all good. I did have two weddings. Yes, in you did. Two tell days. Me, you did tell me about the wedding. Wait, what? Oh, wait, two days? I didn't see. Friday, I didn't know. I didn't know about Friday the two days. and Saturday. Oh boy, Saturday was the one when I was texting you, but I was like yeah. actually driving and actually leading a caravan of my family to the place where the shindig was going down after the ceremony or yeah. after the 
the reception, whatever. Okay. Who cares? I was opening up. I was like, James, holy crap. Are we both going through some bleep right now? You don't have to bleep. Just say it. <laughs> I can't swear. My mother. All right. Fuck it. There you go. See? We're going to swear today because I'm feeling it. Honestly, I feel this all tense up rage. I'm raged just to fucking explode. Yeah. Jeez. Like, <clears throat> sometimes life just gets a little under the nails. Oh, my God. Life. Give me a break. I just want... Want something good to happen. <laughs> this man is a hopeless romantic. Are you kidding me? With all the stories, I'm pretty sure I could end up into a fucking TV series. I was you once. I wanted to grow up to be Doug Heffernan from The King of Queens. Ah, oh, I see. That's a great show. I just wanted to Love come home show. after my job. Come home to Leah. Leah, Leah Remini. Oh, Ryan, yeah, Leah Ryan, Ryan, the singer. Yep. Leah Remini. Or it's like Ramini. Who cares? Ramini. That's who it, that's who it who was. Who cares? It's Carrie Heffernan. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Come home to her. Sass me up a little bit. Yell at me a little bit for my shortcomings. But make me a better man. And you know what? Cuddling with her on the couch... Watching a good show. There's nothing else I want. I was I was a hopeless romantic. And you know what, man? It pushed me through a lot of weird places. I went through friend zones. I went through what the heck just happened zones. I went through one night stand zones. I went through it all, bud. And let me just say some positive reinforcement for you. This is just the beginning, man. You're going to have some ups. You're going to have some downs. But just know that everything is precisely how it was meant to be. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where everything was going nice and smooth like for the first week and a half. And these things you gotta give time. Then, you gotta give time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, See, I try everything I can not to rush anything. I know. But apparently you had that kind ex- of you had extraneous uh, circumstance with time being a factor. Yeah. But uh you know, you wanted to you wanted to get all you could out of it, squeeze all the fruit, get all the juice out. But you know what? It was it was a tough situation. Um, in the end, it it just wasn't working out between me and. Uh, We're and battling her. because I didn't mean to cut you off. I did it on purpose. That's all. <laughs> We're battling because we don't want to like bring the people that don't have a choice into this to the spotlight into absolutely into not. your ears who are listening. But enough about dancing around the problems and all the things. I'm going to bring up one dark story. All right. Tales from the Crypt, T.J. Stolzenberg. This is a story of my Ubering days. Ubering. Recently mentioned you're thinking about getting a second job. And yep. I have had a second job, and I also, too, am going to get back on the saddle, do some Ubering, make some extra cash. The reason why I haven't Ubered in a very long time is because of this. And this is a glasses-off moment, sir. We had to look him right in the eyes. I opened for about three straight months. It was actually pretty cool. I got to meet some random people, and as you can see, I'm outgoing. I like to talk. And at the same time, there's days where I really didn't want to and just had the radio playing, and people were okay with that. But then, as always, I learn, as you've learned at your liquor store, dealing with people, and I've learned at my bars, dealing with bullshit. There's some people out there that are not going to play by your rules. Oh, yeah. So, it all comes down to a specific night where I was driving people home from late compounds. Now, I was excited. I was thinking, hmm, I might get some ESPN people because it was an ESPN-themed night. And lo and behold, I actually did have someone that worked for ESPN, and they ended up living on the edge of Waterbury. Ooh, and 
What ends up happening when you're Ubering is, when you drop off one person, the next ping comes from a nearby location. And so, ah, I'm in Waterbury and uh, ping just went, here I go. The two individuals that got into my car were clearly fucked up. Ooh. And I don't mean like, actually I do mean in the head, because before the end of the drive I learned that one of their uncles was in jail doing a quarter for a manslaughter. Uh, I believe I got that wrong. It might have been his, oh yeah, uh, Cousin Mickey's doing a dime for armed robbery. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Yes, and this is information you don't really sh Do you share that type of thing with someone right away? Uh, you just met the Uber. Yeah, I mean, you guys just met. It's not like you guys have been talking for like 10 years or something right. like that. But that's just weird. Isn't that weird? That's a little weird. Because I, I understand as a bartender, people come to me and just lay their stuff on me. They just give it to me. Oh, I, told, I, I told you my shit. Yeah, but you know what? That's like, I enjoy that. That's a positive experience where I'm giving... And receiving information and giving back input, and you know what? It's a mandala process. It's cyclical. Yeah. Versus just sometimes people just a one-way vomit of their life into my face. Pretty much. And that's when sometimes with the glasses I have to go on. But I digress. These two individuals were messed up, clearly addicts, and going to get their fix. Lo and behold, the location I was driving them to was their bodega, their drug dealer. Conversations along the way ensued as such. Oh, by the way, one of the guys got in the front seat, and I was not really comfortable with that. And then I realized, actually, I'm more uncomfortable with the fact that there's another guy who chose to sit right behind me. The dude was just tweaking out. He was sliding both back seats. He had like a plastic bag with a pair of underwear in it. Oh, and a bottle of vodka. Oh my goodness. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh my god. I don't want to offend these guys. I don't want to like get them all riled up because they're clearly messed up. Just get them to point A to point B and yeah. just, right? just get it over with. And, and that's what I thought. It would just be A to B. But this was not an A to B night. What was it, like A to D? <sighs> In between moments of when I'm driving these guys and they ask me, oh stop here, stop here, at like the gas station to run in and get cigarettes. I wish it was like a taxi. I wish the meter was running, but it's not like that. It's distance with Uber. The dude in the front right seat keeps leaning over and making like a sound in my front seat, like making a snorting sound, and he's hiding from me, and I'm not an idiot, and I'm also a little scared because this dude is out in public doing probably some hardcore stuff, and he's in my car. So I'm thinking to myself, what is my level of responsibility, and how do I not offend this dude before he gets out of my friggin' car, but say to him, get the fuck out of my car. Uh, hmm, I don't know. I'll tell you how it ends. Okay, yeah. The guy in the back seat is saying, dude, I just realized we're pulling up to the bodega with an Uber driver. He doesn't recognize the car. The guy who they were trying to text to get whatever drugs they were trying to get wouldn't respond because I pull up in my orange, beautiful mobile and they don't know who it is or what it is, and the guys that are just tweaking out, freaking out, they miss their opportunity. They both get out of the car, they run to the door, they're banging on the friggin' door, and I'm like, okay, let's get the F out of here. But the kid left his bag of underwear and vodka in my backseat. <laughs> so, and I apologize, the story's taking too long, but I have to get it out, because I lived with it for far too long. Yep. 
They jump back in my car. I'm like, okay. He's like, hey, hey, head to John. Head. I'm like, sir, this is not how this works. You need to restart, redo a drive. I'll accept your drive. I'm not doing this for free. This has already been a little bit of an adventure. And I'm not being your therapist for free right now. You should have just left as soon as... I tried, dude. The dude's like, wait, wait! And I almost drove off knowing the vodka and underwear was in my backseat. But then at the same time, I knew the vodka and underwear was in my backseat. So I just stopped. I let them get back in the car. They redirect me to what I thought was a human being named John. But what John was was actually just a street where, hmm, 30 to 40 zombies, a.k.a. messed up human beings, were hanging out and doing bad things. So, I will end the story with this. The reason why I stopped Ubering for a long time was because of that. It's because I headed into a dark alleyway with 30 drugged up people. I had to do a 95 point K turn to try to avoid all their nodding out bodies. And I'm sorry for the darkness of this story, but I'm releasing it unto you, and I apologize. But this is an alert to all Uber drivers out there. You never know who's getting in your car. You never know where, how their state of mind is. So be respectful, be patient, but look for your opportunity to go and get out. As soon as they got out of my car, they were like, why don't you hang out, man? Why don't you hang out? No. <laughs> I heard one of them say, dude, he's like scared. Let him go. And he's like, why? I'm like, look around. Is this normal? 40 people all zoned out? Anywho, I apologize that story took a long time, and I hope it was at least a little entertaining. But it was a dark thing for me. What was entertaining about it? It was just more frightening. I, mean, right. I was literally just taking it in the entire time. Yeah. First of all, you made me change my mind because I told because was it when you were texting me earlier today? <laughs> I was saying maybe I should be an Uber driver, and then you come out with this story. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. That yeah. is not happening. Yeah. Yup. 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 And uh, it it's it scared me. I uh, I actually did accept one more drive on the way home. It was at least some just kid from Quinnipiac going to his girlfriend's house okay. and I even vented the story to him I was like dude I just got freaked out he's like he was a good person he calmed me down but Uber app off sayonara see you later hope those kids don't ever hear this because I don't want to offend them but guarantee they're not going to be paying attention even if they do so we're going to continue on here with episode 21 and try to start with darkness and bring ourselves to light so, well exactly I'm not being an Uber driver Maybe I should do what I originally did before we started doing this show, which, as you may know, what I've done. Teach. Yep. I used to be a teacher. When I got my bachelor's degree, went to Curry College, decided to go for teaching, and uh, I had three jobs in teaching, and I'm like, not, not a thing for me whatsoever. Each of the moments, what, what happened? Just things didn't work things out? Things just spiraled out of control. Mm. Like, what was it? I had one, was it my first job? was I was supposed to originally be paid $18 an hour. Instead, I got $75 a day, and they wanted to give me a kid who gave two teachers concussions. So I'm like, no, oh, out. A kid that gave two teachers concussions. It's This is a six-year-old kid, nonetheless, too. Oh, my gosh. So, nope, out. Second time uh, was a day, Second time was a daycare. They put me on administrative leave because I told a kid no. Oh, right. The one with, you, said, you said that the parents were being... They were. They thought I was it being... It was a parent a, that never said yep, no to their kid? Yep. They thought I was being too uh, too aggressive or like something like that. I'm like, it was, it was seconds or thirds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Th oh, thirds. Thirds. That's what it was. Kids I'm like, was no. Kid was going back for thirds and snacks. And yeah. God I, forbid you said no. I said no. <laughs> and a, and a, a couple days later, uh, we're going to put you on administrative leave. I'm like... This I'm is like, a, another sad, sorry lesson that we're learning in this life that... You can be doing the right thing, but politics and BS 
and bad parenting gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. And then last but not least, the uh, autistic teenagers. Not an easy gig. Oh. That, I'm just going to leave that right there. Honor honorable. I tip of the cap to that. Tip of the ca- I, That's my tip of the cap, too. Whoever hey. works with special needs, special needs, autism, all those things, I I applaud you because respect. it is not an easy job, and I respect you. Mad respect. Well, hey, that's actually kind of like a, a good turn there. We just turned something into a positive. You know, looking for a job, man, you never know. You might come across a similar situation, and you might have a positive one, and it might push you into... An education sphere, yeah. something of that nature. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that or retail because, you know, we want to get our lives going and move to the the big city. The big apple. The big apple, the city that never sleeps. NYC, our home of our beloved New York Yankees. New York Yankees. It's tough for me to be taking the train in three, two, three times a week to try to do auditions, to walk in after five hours of travel and be like, hello, hello, hello. All right, next. So... It'll be at least I can walk to my disappointment and bad uh, auditions. Uh, be... <laughs> no, we are getting positive. We yes, are growing. Absolutely. I we will do. Will. I will. I'll do some auditions if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> what? I We're got... auditioning right now, essentially. Pretty much. This entire yeah. show <laughs> it's just is a gigantic audition tape of showing us of who we are. Who we are. And clearly, you can tell the difference between us. We are very different. But we work. Slightly. Slightly. But it works. Chemistry, baby. Chemistry. Yes. Yang to yang. Yeah. And uh, speaking of chemistry... Uh, yes! How about, our, how about our beloved New York Yankees? I will say... This my God! This is where my negative goes right over the hill. This it soars no- into the abyss. The one, the one thing that has made me smile throughout this entire season, Seriously. by the way... The New York Yankees. I We're, could turn it on and just immediately be like... All right. I'm like, we're finally going to win. So what was it? 50, 57 times out of 88 in this first half. They've won 57 of their first 88 games. I could smile. And, man, whether it was listening to John Sterling and Susan on the radio or watching it because I work at a bar and the yeah. TV's always on, listening to Michael Kay, something, Kay some, Singleton. Something beautiful is always happening. Yeah. But here's the, here's the most impressive thing. Besides being 57 and 31, no judge, no stand-in. No way Duhar, Severino has not pitched at all this season. Or Dylan Batantis hasn't pitched at all. I remember at one point we had 15 guys on the IL. This whole show, this whole season, I'm glad we're tracking it because holy bejeebus, what a comeback. This is amazing, by the way. This, this is just ridiculous. We're six and a half games up on Tampa Bay. Six and a half up on Tampa Bay, how and much? nine games up on the Red Sox. Nine games up on the Red Sox. Oh. All I have to say is we'll this. We'll take it. Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> I repeat, holy shit. These, <laughs> these, these play. What if you told me all those players that got hurt, and that our starting pitching would have the issues it's had? <laughs> it's like I can't. It's like I don't know where to start because I would I, think maybe we're in second and we're a couple games back at the half, or be in fourth or third, yeah. third or fourth place because we'd be either at five hundred or something like that with all these guys. You figure. You wow. lose the presence of Judge and Stanton and Hicks. We lost Hicks for like the first month and a half. Wow. Tulowitzki hasn't played in a while, but he doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, sorry, and Duar's out. And Duar's out for the year. Sorry, Greg Bird is probably not going to come back. But the likes of the people that are on the team, like who we love, Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres, Luke Voigt, just Luke DJ Lemayhew, Lemayhew, and like I said, oh. you guys wanted Manny Machado, Oy. and guess what? Oy. DJ Lemayhew is an All Star. Manny Machado is sitting on his ass right now this week. 
Ew. But my god, Gio Urshela! Who the hell is Gio Urshela? That's Why the, is he phenomenal? That's actually the beautiful metaphor of this whole thing. Like, we are trying to turn a negative into a positive. The yeah. injuries that they've experienced have opened the door and opportunity for these players who, not were nobodies, but those names just weren't known. Like, Gio Urshela. <laughs> who the hell are you? Who the are you? <laughs> but my god, first of all, this dude is making plays that Miguel Andujar can't do. Yes, defensively, man. He and his flash in the leather. And his bat is phenomenal. He's Pounding the wood. He was thinking about being a third. He was actually in consideration for being the starting third baseman for the All Star game. Wow. And at you one see, point, it was just the thing probably that he didn't have enough at bats because he. Nope. Had, it wasn't. He, he, doesn't he bat like? Isn't he batting like three thirty? He's batting like in the three hundreds right now. That's he, just impressive. It's like I can't. Uh, it's like I can't get this excitement out. It's like it's actually. I can't believe it's actually beautiful it. Because no matter where I was in life, if I was having a rough day, and obviously like today's been a rough day, yesterday's a rough day. The last Yankees, week was the well, last, last week was week, a rough week. We're having a rough one, ladies and germs. But you know what? The Yankees are a shining light on a far, far away beacon. We at least have a north star to travel towards, something to look forward to. Oh and, yeah. And we did learn our lesson last week with not getting overly amped and cocky jinx. and arrogant. See, yeah. we cannot because we will jinx the crap out of it. Like the London series, for example. What yes. was it? The second game? I'm like, we were up six nothing, and you were like, yeah. They, no, that was the first game. That was the first game. The first game, right? right the right, second right. game, we were up. Well, in, in the first yeah. game, they scored six yeah. runs to respond to our jinx, <laughs> and, then, and then the second game, uh, just we jinxed it. Uh, but we still won both games. Yes, we almost blew an 11 run lead in because the first of, game because of our awareness of our jinx. And we definitely have effect on the game all the way over here. Yeah, I'm surprised that in the Yes Network or uh, was it uh, uh, the WFAN? There's they like, didn't oh, mention these, these uh, two schmucks from Connecticut almost jinxed the Yankees they need for to us. Change their energy and change their stars, and we did. We were aware of it. We changed it. Okay, and here we are. Yes, here we are. Super digress. I will say, James, first half grade of the Yankees. Solid A. Solid A. Who would have thought? Surprising A. <laughs> With all these guys out that yeah. they get an A, in my opinion. That's a... And just awesome job by the dudes filling in, doing their job. Showing up, going back and forth from AAA to whatever. Even players like Frazier and the Talkmans. You gotta you got sh- got show a little bit of love to Frazier. You gotta show love, man. Like but Mike Talk... Mike Talkman! Who is Mike Talkman? He's doing something. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just even that little Tyro Estrada, he had a little game-winning hit here and there. Tyro, the pitching back oh and forth. Oh my! Just like all these dudes. So we're gonna we're gonna cap the uh, little Yankees love because we know you guys want to hear a little something else. Yeah. We just want to say thank you to the New York Yankees for just a beautiful season In so fact, far. Yeah. This is this is why I gotta do. You know what the best part about the 2019 Yankees? They resemble another specific team, like 2000 and. Nine. Nine. Last time they won the World Series. I will say that's a beautiful, positive thing, and I'm going to falter. We're going to say something real. We're going to do another tip of the cap. Yeah. To a gentleman named Tyler Skaggs. Oh. Yeah, this one hurts. Ooh, I just got chill. I just got chills by the way. Just mentioning that this is real. You yeah. Know? Tyler Skaggs. Wow. Young. Young. Gone way too soon. If you don't know, he's a starting pitcher for the. Anaheim Angels. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. 27 years old. Found dead in his hotel room. Yeah. Last week. Last and week. everyone was like, I'm like, I remember when I saw it on Instagram, it's like, today's game has been canceled because Tyler Skaggs died this morning. I'm like, I'm like, what? And you know, huh? it, it, it's, I'm like, it's weird because we look up to these athletes as 
almost superhuman sometimes. Yeah, exactly. We, we literally forget that they have a life outside the sport, and they're not just there to serve our entertainment, but we aren't aware of it sometimes until there's a death, and it, that life is taken away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will say some beautiful things. Tyler Skaggs had so many people say so many awesome things about him. I remember one Angels uh, teammate say specifically, he spoke right after Mike Trout, Sorry, I don't remember his name, but he said, you know, there's probably 50 or 60 other people that would consider Tyler Skaggs their best friend because that's just who he was and how he treated everyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not only what, like what you said off air, who he was on the field wasn't even close to how he was great of a man off the field. Yeah. Off the field. I mean, he did it. I mean, he did everything. He tried to build a community with the Angels who. Fortunately, have been struggling like mightily as a team, but and then the, you also mentioned like the other deaths of in the sport. The, the Angels have quite a history of having um, deaths that were untimely, end, untimely deaths. Like for example, ten years ago they lost Nick Adenhart, who was a, he pitched six innings against the A's, and then a couple of hours later he goes into a car with his friends and gets killed by a drunk driver. Major prospect, way too young. Mm-hmm. Drunk he, driver. He was their he was their top prospect, and then of course. Luis Valbuena and Jose Castillo in the offseason died in a car accident. That was last year. Yep, last year. And just random chances, all angels, but maybe there's something actual beautiful in there. Maybe the fact that they are all now angels looking down on their boys. Teammates, hopefully they can get something going. And I actually saw this bizarre stat. This was before yesterday. Uh, The angels and the Diamondbacks, both teams that he actually played on, their records... 45 and 45 and his number wow 45 wow that does not happen like ever i do not i do not believe in random i do believe in chaos but i i do not believe that there has there is something totally to that there's something beautiful not knowing if it was his time or why maybe it was just i don't know but 45 and 45 we're going to tip the cap to you. Tyler Skaggs, man. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Jeez. What? Man, Major League Baseball has been dealing with a lot of deaths over the last few years. Yeah. Like Jose the, Fernandez. That, I rem- yeah, the Good. Jose Fernandez, that was the one that I think hurts. I mean, no disrespect to the other deaths, but that was no, the one no, that like affected. All, every death is a death. And, yeah, I know. And it's all the same, but like... That uh, it was like Fernandez and your Donald Ventura and Roy Halladay. That was oh the, my god, Roy Halladay. That was the big one. The plane crash, right? Yeah. Uh, there was another uh, Yankees pitcher, Corey Lytle. Corey Lytle. I remember that. Plane in crash. Crashed, well, he crashed into a building. Yeah, into a. I think it was like a midtown like. Go all the way back to Thurman Munson crashing. You know, you look. You look at it. You just gotta remember, like these are, these are men. These are human beings. They have one job. They have more than just one job. They're just jobs, pitching. Yeah. yeah. But they do have a huge job in the spotlight all the time. And let's just remind ourselves that sometimes what we think might be bumming us out in our lives and bumming you guys out in your lives is put a little perspective. Just zoom out, look down, realize we're all in this together. We all got shit. And some people's time got cut short. Mm-hmm. Be happy that we still have time left. And, uh, yeah. Wow, We're was, actually running out of time in this episode. Yeah, but that was deep. And this time, I won't interrupt it. Hey! <laughs> it's okay. I got you it. You know what, man? I, was, I got everything I pretty much had to say about the Yankees and Tyler Skaggs and Angels' deaths. And it was... It was... 
It was a heavy episode. It was. It was a. It's a rough one. It was a rough week for both of us, and yeah. obviously, I hope the best for you. Thank you, man. I. Uh, I will head straight at it, eyes forward, I'll and own my mistake and try to render. I will not try. I will succeed because this one's worth it. So. Yeah, and I think I'm just gonna focus on my career for now. Focus yeah. on this. This yeah. beautiful this beautiful moments of 30 minutes that gave me pleasure, which is why I was kind of bummed out why we couldn't do it last week, because I knew I was in a little bit of a rough patch. But guess what, man? You're right. We are here now. We are here today. And you know what? We're going to thank you out there for at yeah. least giving us the time of day. Yeah. Also, give us a like. Give us a nice thumbs up, because I know deep down you like us. Or give us a thumbs down. Just give us a thumbs down. Just and watch I'll, us. I'll call you out. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to call nah. you out on that. We just, we just appreciate Give us a thumbs up. Give us guys, a comment. All those anything. things. We also thank you for giving us the time of day to give our voices a chance to be heard. And, you know, it might be therapy for us. Hopefully it's a little therapy for you. Maybe you learned something today. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you've been ignoring me the whole time and you're going to listen to this sound. But, could be. Nonetheless, I digress. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode number, number 21. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Our favorite number. 22. 22. Love the deuces, double deuces, double nope. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Oh. yeah, except I'm not going to mention uh, Jacoby Ellsbury's name. No, no, no. I'm going to think of a number 22. Robinson Cano. Or Clemens. Yeah. Cano and Clemens. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And like, then me when I play football. Okay, so give us the little uh, where can we be found in the uh, world. Yep, you could give us a little uh, follow on our Twitter. Uh, Life Pinstripes, Instagram, Life and Pinstripes. Also our Facebook page, Life and Pinstripes. We're going to work on that a little bit more. I'm definitely going to update my thing. I think it's Stolzenberg TJ. Yeah, you got to Which work. one's that? Uh, yours is Twitter. Twitter? Your, your Instagram, I think, is like TJ Stolzenberg something. Whatever. Or at TJ. The point is that it's his Find me! It's his name, okay? That's all you need to know. Yeah. And on that note. And on that note. I'm James Yavin. And I'm TJ Stolzenberg. And we will see you right back for episode 22. And never forget to rock and or roll.